0: Welcome to Optimal Self, the art of becoming the best version of you. Join us as we talk with extraordinary people who are on the journey to living to their optimal self. We dive deep into their minds to learn what they do on a daily basis to create optimal results. They share their tools and insights so you can implement them into your own life to become the best version of you. Here's your host, Jeremy Heriter.
1: All right, guys, welcome back to the Optimal Self Podcast. More importantly, welcome to this version of Optimal Self Conversations, where we talk to incredible people who, through adversity, grit, and persistence, are forging the path to being the best version of themselves. And you're so lucky because they join us and they give you tools to do the same. I'm super pumped for today's conversation We're from the same area. This guy has read the same books. Our mindset is very similar. So I'm super pumped to have Troy on with us today to tell his story, to show you exactly what he did to not only go to law school, but to pay five grand to not take the (laughs) bar so he could move into his passion, his love and crush it. So Troy, man, thank you so much for joining us. I'm super excited to have you, man. So thank you. My pleasure, man. Thank you for having me. So let's not even beat around the bush, man. So here I am going into law school. You know, this whole plan is unfolding before you. You know, I'm sure the parents were into it, right? I mean, I know every parent, you know, I'm a parent now. So, you know, when they choose a career, not just a job, you're super stoked. You're like, all right, man, I did something right. You know, they, no no doubt, here you are at the 11th hour and things change. So, Talk us
0: through it, man. Tell us how you got where you are today. So I went to law school, Arizona State Law School, Sanjay O'Connor. And I went there hoping I would never practice a day in my life. Mm-hmm. I went. So that way, when I came on shows like this, people would automatically assume I'm smarter than I really am. So I never really wanted to practice. I thought I'd go be a sports agent, something like that. And what ended up happening was I went to law school. I never did an internship, never did anything like that. And In the last semester of law school, six weeks left, I did cryotherapy for the first time. I did it for a week and I fell in love with it. I woke up after a week. I woke up and I was like, oh my God, like this is crazy. I was sitting in class on a Monday morning and I opened up my pocket and the business card from the place I went to is in the pocket. It said it helped you with arthritis and fibromyalgia. And my younger sister suffered from it. So by the end of the day, I'm Googling, I'm researching. By the end of the day, I contact a company in Texas. I book a flight for a week and a half later. And I called my father and I'm like, hey, dad, what are you doing next week? And he's like, I have no idea what's going on. And I was like, I'm going out to Texas. And he's like, you visiting Zach? And I'm like, no, Zach's not there right now. He's like, you don't know anybody in Texas. What are you doing there? And remember that cryo thing I tried? And he's like, yeah, I'm like, well, I'm flying out to meet the company. I'm going to buy a machine. You're a fucking idiot, dude. Like, no, you're not. And he's like, can you wait till after, at least till after you graduate? I'm like, I already booked my flight. How about I book you one coming out of Burbank? We'll meet in Texas. And to his credit, he did go with me and he did go in the machine that night. But when we came back, he was like, all right, how about you wait until you graduate? And then you could kind of go into it. I'm like, absolutely. I'll do it at the same time. So I negotiated my lease for the spot I'm actually in right now still. I negotiated that in 2016 while I was still in Arizona studying for finals. And then we ended up doing it. So I came home. He's like, Troy, let's wait until after you take the bar. I'm like, yeah, I'll just do it at the same time, like I did with uh with law school graduation. And I did it for about three weeks. And then by the end, what happened was like you needed something for insurance. So I'm like, cool, do a five minute phone call ends up being two, three hours later, I still haven't studied for the bar. So I fall one day behind. Then I fall two days behind. And it just got to a point where I knew I wasn't going to be able to pass it. And I mean, the passage rate is 30% anyway. So what ended up happening, I'm like, you know what, I don't even care. I'd rather drop that $5,000 than fail my business and fail the bar. So I kind of cut my losses at $5,000. And I am the proud owner that California did deem that I have good moral character for what it's worth. So that was good.
1: <laughs> so what was it about cryotherapy or what was it that really, really, I mean, to drop everything because, you know, those people who have gone through it, I mean, we always hear the term, you know, lawyers and and how you get there. I mean, what was it, though, that actually switched you from saying, hold on a second, there's something here. And I see the benefit. What was
0: that thing for you? Well, ironically, my brother told me, I don't even remember this conversation, but my brother told me about it a few years earlier. And he's like, hey, you see that thing Floyd Mayweather's doing? Mm. Like, cool. So really rich people could go do it and elite athletes. But there wasn't enough information on it about practical use for other people, people with arthritis, fibromyalgia, MS. And the more I started researching, once I did it for myself and did it for a week, and found out it was more affordable if we switch the business model around a little bit, I'm like, oh, wow. like There's a wider audience than just elite athletes. Hmm. And if you go into ice, you'll see anywhere from 12 years old to 79 years old. But the majority of our clients are 40 to 60 because those are the ones that are still working out like you. They're still trying to stay in good shape. And they're the ones that are suffering the most pain and they can afford it. So. We have, and one of my best friends that I met through ICE, she actually wrote my letter recommendation for 40 Under 40, but she had MS and she has given me an amazing testimonial where she's like, I'm a better mother, I'm a better wife, I'm a better person because of you, because I'm not living in pain every day. And so the more I was around it, the more I fell in love with it. And I love being there every day. That's such an incredible
1: statement, right? Is that who would have thought that relieving your own personal pain, in this case, physical pain would also enable you to be a better parent, to be a better spouse, to be a better, you know what I'm saying? Like, I I think that people miss those small things, right? Is that we can take care of ourselves and then inspire others. And I can be a better version of myself.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. One of the things I talk about with some of the guys who are linemen where they're in so much pain daily and they're like, ah, I don't know if it's worth the cost of it. And I'm like, what if I tell you that coming here once a week will give you an extra three years of work? Where do I put in that swap machine where I put mm-hmm. in a thousand dollars and I get two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in return? I'll see that in that slot machine every day. And that's what you're able to do if you come here once a week. And they're like, huh, like I never thought of it like that. I'm like, you should, like, that's your livelihood, you know? That's very interesting. So let's pull on that thread a little bit because
1: as human, as people, when we see, again, somewhere like, you you know, your recovery, your wellness, and we see the price, we attribute that to a cost. But really, what we have to reframe is make an investment in ourselves. What we're really doing. So I like that. So let's pull on that thread a little bit about how you help people <laughs> actually, yeah. invest in themselves
0: as opposed to it being a cost associated with whatever it is they think. I always joke, and people are like, Man, you spend a lot of money on gym memberships. You spend a lot of money on cryotherapy. You spend a lot of money on infrared sauna. You spend all this money. Like, that's expensive. I'm like, No, it's even more expensive. Doctor bills. I don't have any. I'm like, I don't have to go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. I don't have to do all, I don't drink alcohol. I don't do all this stuff that you spend money on. That you're spending and living like that's not how I want to live. I want to live hopefully a long life, but I want to actually live it. Like I don't want to exist and be old, grumpy and miserable, you know, like I want to be able to go play golf. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny you say that because everybody, everybody attributes, I mean, you know, I was a professional
1: baseball player and then I went on (laughs) to do some CrossFit and and won some stuff there. But, but it's funny because in sport, professional sport, I mean, once you're in your thirties, man, you're like an old man. You you know what I mean? Oh yeah, no. You doubt. really are. I mean, I mean to get to to get to any professional level of sport at forty is just inc- is crazy, right? I mean, here you have Tom Brady, the greatest football player probably <laughs> ever, arguably oh, no, no, no. at least. I mean, but his whole thing is preparation and, and recovery. My point is this, and I, and I want you to touch on that too. Is that we get to this level? For me, I told everybody at thirty, I said, "Don't worry, I'm going to be more ripped and stronger at forty than I am at 30. And then at forty. I said, don't worry, I'm going to be more strong and more <laughs> than I am at 40, right? <laughs> and, I
0: love that. And it's
1: same thing now. I said, at 50, I said, well, guess what? And it's funny because I was on a call and they said back to me, she, another lady, she said, oh, it's not, if people looked at it like this, right? And I want you to touch on this because I, I think this gets missed for most people is we don't see ourselves in the future. We think the glory days are behind us, which for me, it's the exact opposite, man. And she goes, yeah, you're Jeremy 4.0. Now you're Jeremy 5.0. <laughs> right? Instead uh, of it being me. It. it's just the next yeah. version, right? And Absolutely. so that's something that I think you're doing at a high level that people don't truly understand yeah. is truly creating a better version of themselves through and
0: not letting those years be my glory years, right? percent. Yeah. And I think just about the Tom Brady thing, like, it is amazing that people don't understand or appreciate how incredible that is to be 42 years old and performing at a high level. And like, they all make fun of him because he like has his avocado ice cream and he he goes to bed at 7.30 and he does his routine. But I'm like, yeah, look at how successful he is. He's going to go down as one of, if not the greatest of all time. And he's going to continue playing at a high level. Like you have the rest of your life to enjoy it. You know, you have a small opportunity and a small window to play sports. And that's kind of what I mentor some of the younger athletes on. And I know you heard about the sheet I gave to the student athletes about accountability. And that's uh, one of the things I I love about on that,
1: But I don't want to gloss over something you said. You said the word routine and that word gets thrown around a lot on the internet today. A Mm -hmm. lot. But you and I both, one of the things that we're very congruent on is the morning routine. How you start your day is, to me, flat out, it is the most important thing that I do in my life because it's the only thing I truly have control over. Because I run multiple companies, I have shows. Once the day goes, a lot of it is just, I got to just hit those time blocks. You know what I'm saying? But the morning is my only opportunity. So, can you talk about? A couple of things, one yours, but more so what that impact has on you and your day and your business yeah. and your life. I mean, the morning routine
0: is huge. If I if I sleep in on a day and people are like, you don't take a rest day. I'm like, if I take a rest day, I'm going to be miserable all day. And then none of you are going to want to be around me. Let's be honest. I'm like, I'll sleep in on the weekend until 4.40. And they're like, wait, I'm sleeping in. I'm like, that's an extra hour. But during the week, I wake up at 3.40 I come downstairs, I drink my hot lemon water, I sit there, I'll journal, I go through a list of a couple things, what I'm grateful for, what I want to let go of, like what's on my mind weighing me down that I need to let go of. And then at the end, I have a list of three things that I need to accomplish that day. And uh, there's a book, I forget what book it was, but it talked about like, write three things, because people will have a list of 15. And if you do 12 of them, all you could think about is the ones you didn't get done. So I focus on three things that I need to get done that day. And I'll focus on them in the beginning half of the day. Because for like you, once 10 o'clock hits, my day sucks. I get a phone call. I deal with clients. I have to write letters. I have very little control over what happens once we open. So I sit there, we eat breakfast, me and my fiance eat breakfast together at four. And then I read for about 20 to 30 minutes. And then I go upstairs, we get ready to work out and then we go work out and then I get ready for work. I get there, write client letters, like appreciation letters to clients and stuff like that. And uh, try to just work on some self-growth and stuff if I have time and then the day gets started. Wow. Okay. So
1: I just, I don't want to gloss over what you said, but I want people to really, you should be getting out a pen and paper right now t- because Literally, I just wrote this down. So the first thing I do is show gratitude, right? So you have something that you're mm-hmm. grateful for, something I'm going to let go of, and then three things that I need to accomplish that day. I love where you went with that because we overwhelm ourselves with the entire day. Yeah. And, and I want to ask you this on those accomplished things that day, are those typically personal things or are they
0: business things or, or how do you come up with those? So I have an accountability partner who I meet with every Friday. And we have homework assignments that we need to get done ranging anywhere from doing chores around the house to... Normally, it'll be like one chore around the house, but it'll be like, write three anniversary letters, send out 50 outreaches to clients, do something business-related to help grow. So I try, depending on where I'm at in the week, it determines what I need to get done. Even one of my assignments is like, Hey, make sure you go over and visit your parents today. That was my assignment the other day, just because I get so caught up in my day and I forget about things like that, that are important in my life. So it's like, Hey, unless it's homework and unless it's written down, I'll be like, I'll go see my parents tomorrow. I'll go see other people tomorrow. I'll make time for that later. And uh, there's a part in relentless, the book by Tim Grover, which I love. And he was like, sooner or later, like you have all these things you don't want to do and you push it to the next day, the next day. Now you have two things you don't want to do. Then the next day you have three. You have all these things you want to do. So I there are so many more things I get done in the day, but there are three that I focus on. And that's anywhere from business to even just doing yoga. Like if I feel out of whack and I know I haven't taken care of my body, I'm like, all right, when I get home tonight, I'm going to sit down and go through a yoga flow for 20 minutes or something like that.
1: Damn, that's awesome, man. I love it. I love it. I, <laughs> again, I, I mean, f- one a p- accountability partner, most people are afraid of that, right? Even when people yeah. ask me all the time, they're like, business coaching, I've been doing it for, shoot, seven, eight years now. And, you know, I tell people all the time, the only time they call me is when their business sucks, <laughs> when it's not going <laughs> right? the right direction. And then why they would ask, why do most people not want an accountability partner or business coach? And and, and it's literally the accountability because now you're going to have to be honest and people don't want to be honest with themselves. Uh, Mm -hmm. My
0: accountability partner, we do because like there's one thing at the beginning, like, yeah, we didn't do our assignment tough shit. Like, oh, well, but we we don't also want to embarrass ourselves in front of the other person. We each hold each other in high regard, but for every assignment we don't do, we have to pay a hundred dollars to the other person. Mm. So then you're like, I got to pay money for the homework I didn't do in addition. Just terrible. Yeah, that truly holds you accountable, right? Where it's
1: not just yeah. it's just words on the page, it's the actual yeah. I love that. The second thing you said in that last and last bit that I want people to touch on because it's different when you have your own business and I love what you said I'm, I'm going to write appreciation letters to people who are actually doing what they should be doing. But mm-hmm. I want the listener to think about their life imagine if you adopted that as something that you do during your week is send appreciation letters to people who you're coming in contact with touching things like that even if it's your spouse even if it's your, you know yeah. your kid whatever that is is to actually sit down because there's something very true to us as humans that when we receive it it's incredible but also when we give it it feels incredible yeah. Like, and we miss absolutely. That road, you know what I mean We yeah. really do. so I, I love that side of it.
0: And have you seen that in your own life? It's amazing. So what we do is when people sign up or they try ice, I give them, I send them a thank you for trying or welcome to the family. And then every so often when a kid accomplishes something or a parent accomplishes something, I'll send them another handwritten letter like a gift card to dinner or something to go celebrate. And then what we do is for the one-year anniversary letters, I write like crazy small. And so I have like this note card that I write the welcome sheet on. And I write like that big. And I fill it with memories from the year, what I'm grateful for, how much I appreciate them. And people open it and they're like, oh my God, I can't believe you remember, like you have how many clients and you remember that conversation on the second week I signed up and they feel important. They're like, wow, I'm making a bigger impact here. And that's why our vibe and the culture at ICE is family. Like they feel like family and we talk a lot of shit to each other. But at the end of the day, I appreciate them more than they'll ever know. Mm,
1: That's so brilliant, man. And that's what I want to hear people say. I want them to understand this is that you're making deposits into that bank. So if I have to be firm on something, I've made deposits of greatness, of appreciation and all those things. And so when I have to be a little bit firm because you're not answering the bell or you're not being true to what you say you want, right? Yeah, I can be firm in that way too because you know that you're getting love on this side. And how many of us miss that? We want to be firm all the time or we've had that person coach, whatever you want to call it, mentor in our lives that is constantly push, 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 push. And we never
0: get that other side.
1: And so now we, re- now we reject that in our adult life, right? Yeah,
0: no doubt. I mean, one of the cool things that uh, I started doing the first year and it blew up and uh, something, I didn't realize how much people appreciate it was on Mother's Day and Father's Day. I would call all the mothers and all the fathers. And it was a great, when I had 30 clients, it was awesome. The next year, I have like 80 calls. And then the next year, I have like 150. And you know, it's great though for Father's Day. So all the dads pick up the phone. They're like, hey, Troy, appreciate it. Thanks, bye. You get the mothers on the phone. And like, Troy, my kids are coming over today. Am I planting flowers? And it turned into, so I would be on the phone from seven in the morning till like eight at night. And it turned into like an all day event. And so this actually, this past year, we started doing videos and I would record a video and send it to each mother or father with their name and just let them know I'm grateful for them. I hope they have a wonderful day. And I was done in like two hours as opposed to 12. And, <laughs> but you get the same response. People were like, Dude, that was so kind of you to go out of your way, To do that. And what it does is it builds a fence around our people, you know, Mm -hmm. makes everyone feel like they're important, which they are. And it makes them maybe if things are tough, like if there is a outbreak like COVID, they really think twice like Troy's family, we don't wanna get rid of that. We could get rid of cable, we could get rid of the gym member, we could get rid of all this stuff, but we need to find a way to continue to support. And that's what it's turned into during COVID, especially.
1: Mm, that's yeah, man. You never. And, and again, something that's completely out of our control, right? Yeah. And, but yet you've made those deposits and you've mm-hmm. put in that time, not just helping them physically, but you've also shown the appreciation. And by doing that, the reciprocation is there. That's a really strong, uh, I mean, one, it's a great business model, but two, (laughs) I want people to understand is, you know, we're talking about a business for sure, but the business is is to help people to get rid of pain so that they can ultimately be the best version of themselves. But at the same time, I want people to use this in their own lives. Like you don't have to be the business owner to adopt some of these principles that you're sharing, man. Like, I mean, going to I mean, going to see your mom has nothing to do with the business. (laughs) Like, it's (laughs) just something like I got to do those things, right? Yeah. And and I love that you said I have to put it in in the schedule. I've got to put that in there so that that time is allocated for it. And talk to me about this because your routine, obviously, you know, scheduling because you're even scheduling in a trip over to see mom or 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 writing appreciation letters or taking all these things down. Like, that's really important to do. Where I don't think. Most people in their calendars, per se, actually put those things in there. And
0: that's why it gets missed. We should calendar everything. One of the great things my father did, just because he wanted to show me as a kid, I was wasting so much time on the internet or playing video games, was he gave me like a 15 minute calendar by calendar, like 15 minutes by whatever, just a timestamp and time block. What are you doing right now? What are you doing right now? And I was like, shit, I was playing video games for two hours. And I still try to follow that, like where I'm like, okay, at this time to this time, I'm going to read. I'm not going to turn my phone on silent. I'm not going to answer calls from this time to this time. I'm going to do appreciation letters from this time. I'll give myself like, I'll even put in a five minute phone break during the morning just to like check up on social media or whatever. That way, while I'm working for 40 minutes, I'm not answering the phone and everything my family makes fun of me actually got made a fun of last week because someone was like oh don't throw a curveball in the troy schedule i'm like no don't like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do well with it because i want to sit there and i want to get my workout in i want to get this done i want to get this done i'll do that on my time and uh it's turned into a big joke with my family and i hope people hear that
1: because that's what happens they're like oh yeah i mean even i've had the same thing right Um. Run a, a real estate office with three hundred agents, and I remember, you know, in the I'd say the old days when we used to be able to gather and get together, right? I mean, it's coming back now. Yeah. But I used to bring my own food, and I would just pull something out, and we'd have it catered in and all that kind of stuff, you know. And and here I am pulling out my food, and people used to always they were like, "What." Why are you doing oh. that? They they brought in stone fire. Stone fire is good yeah. for you. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. listen, it's nothing, it has <laughs> yeah. nothing to do with that though. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, but that is not in alignment with where I'm going and what I'm doing. No. And again, my energy is based on recovery and what I eat and how I mm-hmm. hydrate. And so could I eat that? Sure. Would it have that much effect? Probably not. But what happens is that's the chink in the armor. That's the moment yeah. where- And and I want you to talk about this because you're you're big on recovery and all that kind of stuff. But I want people to understand is that what we're talking about is nothing more than your choices being in alignment with what your goals are. Because when that happens, the choice becomes easy. It's not a tough thing for me to go. Oh, I'm gonna. This is what I'm eating today. No, because that's straight in alignment with who I want to be and where I want to go and how I want to feel at three o'clock today. They were like, oh, man, I'm blasted at three o'clock. I got brain
0: fog. I'm like, that's just your food. That's it. <laughs> oh, right? like, that's it. If that was your weekend binge drinking alcohol. That's why you feel like <laughs> shit on Tuesday still because you drank Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Like People, my mentor used to always say, like, your friends that are living for the weekend aren't living life right. And like he goes, I want to go on vacation because it's fucking Tuesday. I don't need a special occasion. Like, I want to be that successful. Yeah. And that was always my thing of like, you know, I want to be like that one day. And people like you, I eat very clean and very healthy. And people are like, hey, why don't you eat this? Here, if I give you this, we eat it. I'm like, I can eat that if I want. It's not. But there was a part in uh, Darren Hardy compound effect. Mm-hmm. And he talked how like small habits daily, how they lead to great results over time. You don't notice a daily thing, that what you're doing daily, but over time, it'll be crazy. And the opposite too, I think he called it, I want to say ripple effect. Don't quote me on that. But he talked about how your bad choices lead to bad choices over time. And that's how people gain 20 pounds during COVID. They're like, oh, I'm just going to eat this one bag of chips. And then that one bag of chips over 14 months turned into 30 pounds. So I'm always like, no, like if that's not in alignment with what I'm trying to accomplish, I don't care. And even with my fiance is a great cook, but before I met her, I used to eat like raw block broccoli and people are like, what are you eating that for? I'm like, dude, I don't eat for taste. I eat to look good and feel good. Like I eat for fuel. I'm not eating to satisfy all my cravings or whatever. Now I get both because she's a phenomenal cook, but before it was rough. You and I
1: are in a hundred percent alignment, but let's help the people out there for a second. So most people, again, like what you said is. For you or I to go to the cupboard, I can't go to the cupboard and get a bag of chips. It doesn't exist in my house. So there's people that that that's where we have to start, right? It's not like, oh, how do I stop myself? Well, it's preparation. I don't shop for that. So that eliminates. So people think that we need more, but what we actually need is to eliminate things because again, fatigue makes cowards of us all. I'm no different. When I'm really hungry or tired, travel all that kind of stuff and i'm walking through an airport and i've been on a a plane for this you know what i mean like you know you you know this feeling you get angry fatigue makes cowards of us all i'm like screw it i'm grabbing whatever they have over there because i need to put it in my face right now before i fall over no doubt But again, those are few and far between, but in regular life, let's talk about help people today, like in regular life, how do we set up our days? How do we set up our lives so that I don't have to make those choices? Decision fatigue is a real thing.
0: Oh, no doubt. You always go through what's most convenient. So that's why like if people don't like meal prepping, go find a meal prep company, have someone that cooks for you if you don't have time to do it you're setting yourself up by failure by thinking you're going to continue to, you're going to cook every week or you're going to go work out every week. Like just have the gym shoes by the bed. So when you get out in the morning or go to bed in your gym clothes, so then you don't have a choice. One of the big things though is accountability. Like announce it on Instagram, announce it on Facebook. Be like, hey, for the next 30 days, I'm not going to drink alcohol. That way when people see you outside and you're at a bar people are like, hey, I thought you weren't drinking. Like there's a, it's a way to help keep you accountable on a higher level when people are holding you to a higher standard. I love social media for that reason. It's funny. So you remember like as a little kid, when you were good in school, you'd put like a star next to your name for however many days you were good in a row. So like three months ago, I had a couple of bad habits and I was like, you know what? I need to get rid of them. I would be on my phone at 9.30 at night texting. I would be, so I I chose five habits I wanted to get rid of. And I made, I printed out an accountability chart and I bought those little stickers, like the gold, blue, red. And every day I would put it on. And at the end of every week, I would just sit there and take a picture and post it on Instagram. And people had so many clients that were like, what are you in second grade? I'm like, no, but I'm going to get rid of those habits. And it was so funny that the first two to three days where I'd come home and I'm like, I need to eat that. I need to eat that. And they're like, and I couldn't because I'm like, If I eat that and I don't have a fucking star next to my name, when I post it, everyone's going to make fun of me for that day. Mm. And so I got rid of all of those habits because I just sat there and like the accountability and putting it on a public platform where people will see it was for me, it was like detrimental. Like people are going to see that I'm a failure and I can't allow that.
1: Oh, that's fantastic. I, I have a little bit different verbiage than you, but it's saying the same thing because I don't believe that you actually get rid of or break a habit. I believe that you form new ones. Whatever you were doing that would take you to the phone at that time of night, we just have to put something else in that place. But I love the accountability to say, I wasn't on my phone at that point, or I, I put it on do not disturb at this time or, or whatever yeah. that is. I love it. We talk about it. And with Optimal Self, you just touch on something and those people that are with us know this is, we call it streaks. And the same thing goes, you are super impactful and disciplined because if you can do five, that is so far beyond what, what, because if we have multiple things, we usually just choose one or we think all of them. Here's the problem that I see with most people is if they have five of them on there and they're going to fuck one of them up, then they just go off. I'm going to fuck that one. up, So I'll just fuck all four of them. up. Right. It's like, I'll just miss all four or five. So what we do is just do one thing. So you know we got a calendar a streaks uh, planner coming out so that you can track it just like you're doing. I can't wait to get that to you and you can check it out. But again, putting that we put we call it the red X, man. Put that X next to it and see how many of those X's you can yep. string together. And I want to give credit where credit is due. I stole that from Jerry Seinfeld, the comedian. Tough. Those of you guys that are younger, yeah. Right? For yeah. TV show, he was the highest paid. <laughs> he was the highest paid entertainer in the world for a while, right? He's one of the greatest yeah. ever. And when he came to LA he couldn't get on at the comedy store and Mitzi Shore who owned it just was like, you're not funny. You're not good. We're just not using yeah. you. You just can't, you can't be here. Like never. So he's still never been on that stage. Cause he's just like, Oh really? I'll show you. But what he did was he walked out of there that day. It's in his book. He literally got a calendar out and he said, I'm going to write a joke every single day, every huh. single day. I'm gonna, and every day he wrote a joke, he would put an X on that calendar. So he was just stringing it together. Thousands yeah. of thousands and thousands of rows. Now, again, is every joke funny? No. Is every joke great? No. Does he use any of them? Maybe, maybe not. But yeah. the habit that he created was that he was always thinking that way. So I want yeah. people to understand is that's how you reframe your life. If there's something that you want, if there's something that you need and you can't get over that hump, well, what is the streak? What is the thing that I can do that I can streak together? Mm-hmm. Is it going to be perfect? Nope. Is the joke gonna be funny? Nope. But I'm creating the (laughs) habit of writing that every single day. You created that habit of not eating that thing or not grabbing my phone, my phone being, you know, on a charger in another room at X amount of time at this time frame, right? And so Yeah, I love you creating that, man, is is fantastic. And I want people to understand that. Like it's not easy, but it is simple. It
0: cost me, I think, like three dollars for the uh the little stickers and i printed out a accountability chart online so it cost me about three bucks and i got rid of five bad habits you know like and it's funny because i have so many people who mocked me at the beginning and they'd be like hey so where do you get that accountability chart and i'm like i'll print one out for you it wasn't anything fancy it wasn't like i went and bought a book or whatever i'm like i got it online for free and now, with well, the cool part about the internet, there are so many resources out there to help people stay accountable and help them become the best version of themselves. And that was one of the cool things. I was sitting on the treadmill the other day, listening to your podcast. <laughs> and the cool part, it went from one to the other to Kobe Bryant and the mindset. And I'm like, this is great. Like I'm just sitting here getting educated and growing while I'm working out, which is awesome. Oh man, I, I appreciate that. What I love,
1: you know, that you have the ability to do is. And what I want people to understand is you're somebody who is not just talking that. I don't just have a program that I want you to do. You are doing it first and then giving it just like your business, right? I went and mm-hmm. did it. Then I saw the value in it because it helped me. And then I learned more about it. And I'm like, wow, this couldn't help so many people, right? And the accountability yeah. part I love is because first they laugh at you. Then they ask you, wait, how did you do it? And then they really ask for your help. That's literally the it. trajectory because they're like, whoa, 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 how did you do that? And then you tell them and then they'll go, yeah. hold on, will you show me? And that's the brilliance of what you're doing, man, is that you're living it. I love it, man. You're living it, which is what I want people to understand. We get advice from the internet. We get advice from people who aren't doing jack shit. Who, whose hands aren't right. dirty? I say it all the time. If you ain't in the fucking arena with me, don't give
0: me advice. Right?
1: I don't want to hear a I love thing that quote. you have
0: to say. It what used to be like as you're a professional athlete. It would always be like the coaches that would be super out of shape. That would be like, "Hey, you need to run faster." And I'm like, "Right after your fat ass, man." Like, I'm not telling you that you need to be like in the best shape in order to be a weight room coach or running coach. But you need to kind of live that lifestyle in order to like, otherwise people aren't going to respect you. So that's kind of been my thing of before I recommend anything for people, like people are always like, Hey, what do you think about this? Have you tried it? I'm like, I haven't tried it. I'm more than willing to try it, but I need to do it before I could give you any recommendation on how beneficial that's going to be.
1: That's so beautiful. Very well said. Yeah. One thing that you you touched on that I like touching on Optimal Self Conversations, how do you look at mentors and how have they really affected your life? And then on the flip side, how do you now look at yourself as that,
0: as a mentor? When I opened up ICE, I met a guy who was the best mentor ever. It was incredible. If I didn't meet him, I would have been out of business probably in five weeks like it was incredible we changed the whole model of how we do it when i originally did it everyone's like no one does it like that are you gonna do that and i was like well we're gonna do it we'll be the first and now you see like the other places that pop up come in and they try to do the same thing and put the same price as we do i'm like cool like we we changed the game and it's funny because we opened up in 2016 and we got through that first year and we were growing and I'll never forget the day. It was Halloween of 2017. I was with a client at a volleyball game and I got a text from him. I thought I was hot shit at the time. And he sends me a text and he goes, your level of success will seldom exceed your level of per- personal development. Success is something that you attract by the person you become. You haven't dedicated time to your personal development to get the success yet you are seeking. And I just sat that. I printed that out. I made it my screensaver. I would look at that quote like 200 times a day. That's how I have it memorized. And it haunted me forever because I didn't read any books. He's like, what books have you read? What have you done this? Oh, that's really cool. You went and hooked up with that girl. Awesome. Instead of reading that book. Cool. We'll talk about it in two years when you're out of business. And it was just one of the like most gut-wrenching conversations. I'm just reading this text, getting annihilated. And my friend has no idea. And he's like trying to talk to me. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh, (laughs) uh-huh. Like... I'm getting crushed right now. And Mm -hmm. he was such a great influence in my life and changed my life forever. And the people around me, their life forever too. You know, Just at the beginning, it was too expensive for people to come in consistently, but that's how cryotherapy works in order to get the best results you need to go in. So we switched to a subscription model, membership model, and we made it cheaper, but they commit to us. And so now people come in weekly and it has been, we have clients, we're coming up on five years And we had three people in yesterday that have been with us since the first weekend ICE was open Mm. in September, 2016. And it's so humbling, super cool to be like, man, because we've grown, we've done a couple, three additions to it. And they were there when we had two Normatech chairs, but no one even knew what Normatech was. Now we have 15 and we we doubled the space. And people are like, dude, you remember when you had no idea what you were doing and Like it's a super cool bond that I'll forever share with them, but that's all due to my amazing mentor. As far as mentoring the people, the younger athletes that come in, it's about giving back to them and helping them. I lived through it. And one of the things my father and I always joke around and we talk about is that he, uh, as a kid, you think your dad doesn't know anything. Like I remember my father being like, Hey, you need to do this. And I'm like, dad, you don't know shit. And then I would go somewhere and a coach or someone who was older than me, who I respected a lot, would be like, hey, Troy, you need to do this. And so I'd go home and I'd be like, hey, dad, guess what to- someone told me to do? And I told him, he goes, how come I just said that last week? And you told me I'm the biggest idiot in the world. And now he's a genius. And that's the part of being a kid, right? Is your parents don't know anything. They're so out of tune with reality and they're old. So it's funny because at the beginning of ICE, I didn't even consider myself a mentor because I was trying to figure it out for myself. What to do and how to stay open. I didn't think kids really looked up to me. And we had like, I'll leave. Like we'll be busy up front and I'll just walk to the back and I'll just start eating my food and I'll take a couple minute break while people are there and you don't realize. And people would ask questions. I'm like, Oh, I wake up and I work out and they're like, why do you eat this? I'm like, that's what my nutrition coach told me to eat. And they're like, Well, why don't you eat this? I'm like, I'm not the smartest person. I pay other people to be smart for me, you know, and. The dad was, one day I was sitting there and the dad was like, hey, you know, we need to cancel. He goes, we just get in a fight every time I try to get him to go to cryotherapy. And God bless his father because he paid for 15 months where the kid wasn't coming and he would fight him to come in. And the dad was like, you know, I told him, I don't care if the cryo and the Normatech don't even work. I just want you to be around Troy. And that's what he told me. And I was like, wow, he goes like your influence on him and the environment and the culture. I told him, I don't even care if Troy pushes the on button for the Normatech with a cryotherapy and it's complete placebo effect. I just want you in that environment because I know what you're going to get out of it. And sure enough, a couple months after the father canceled, he brought him back. I sent an outreach to the kid, just sending him uh, love and hoping he was doing well. And the dad was like, these are the people you need to be around. And so now the kid and his brother are both members, and his brother wasn't a member before. And he was just like, and his dad told me that conversation. I'm like, wow. Like, I didn't think of myself like that. Then the more people and my marketing director, she was like, hey, like people look up to you. They respect you for that. And so I try to instill different values in them. And as far as like, even we had a girl who was going to college and the parents couldn't get through to her. And the parents, like, hey, could you talk to her? She respects you. So, I send her a novel, and I sat there and I called my dad. After I'm like, I swear to God, I sound just like you. Like this is terrible. That's when you know you're getting old. When I'm like, dude, I'm sending like, hey, you have such a small window and a small opportunity to play sports, but you have the rest of your life to work and all the things my father told me when I was 18 and trying to take a girl on a date instead of playing sports. But it's funny because now I turn into that position where I'm like, all right, how can I give back? What can I do? And so much of it is getting kids in that routine. And I sent an accountability sheet home to every student athlete. So we sent out like 95 letters in the mail. And it was asking your GPA. It was a reflection sheet. Like what I do in the morning, it was a reflection sheet too. What is your GPA? What did you do well this year? What do you need to improve on? What book are you going to commit to reading this summer? What are three goals for the summer? What can I help you achieve? Anything from improving relationships, improving life at home, helping you pick out a book. What can I do? And that's kind of been a big thing as far as what we're trying to do at ICE is we're not just trying to help everyone be an elite athlete. Like we do get it, some of them. We do have professional athletes come in, but it's a very, very small percentage of athletes that are going to get to the level you got to and to beyond. And so my biggest thing is making sure we have great people. And so we had a kid, a 13 year old kid who came in the other day and he wanted to tell me about the three goals he almost scored. He's like, Hey, Troy, I almost had three goals the other day. Like, I don't give a shit. Talk to me when you do your homework. And he's like, no, Troy. And his mom was sitting right up at the front and she's laughing. And he's like, a couple of minutes goes by, he goes, Troy, at my third, the one I almost scored at the end would have been a hat trick. I went and I kicked and I was like, dude, I don't want to hear it until you do your homework. Don't talk to me. And he was just sat there and he's like, Sure enough, he came in later and gave me back his homework. But I'm like, I'm trying to develop good people and make you successful long after sports are gone. So Mm. it's a small habit that when you start them young, that they're a lot easier to keep them going as you get older.
1: Wow. Man, like, there's so much in there. You are literally living what your mentor sent you. We say it in a little bit different way, right? Is it The power of the goal is not about achieving the goal. It's about who you become in the process. So it doesn't matter what that is. If it's a baseball player, it's a business owner, it's whatever, right? If your goal, you know, it's great. Like we sit down and we go, okay, hey, you want to have a seven-figure business? And we write up the plan and we build this plan. And something that you're touching on that I really want to get is... When we talk about this, right, you're building a plan for somebody, right? It's to say, okay, hey, your back's hurting, your knee's hurting, or kid comes in, mm-hmm. he twisted his ankle, whatever, right? And we're we're going to work on the recovery aspect. And we build this plan. out. We say, okay, here's how many, these are the days you need to show up. This is what it is, all that kind of stuff. And our mission here, Troy, uh, and I write it every day. I'm, I'm with you. I do journaling every morning. I and one it. of the things, it's one of the principles of optimal self is right, And so I write every single day the thing that I write every day is my mission. The reason why I spin my ass out of bed, do my breathing techniques, have my water in the morning is to help and inspire people to change behavior through belief and action so they can be the best version of themselves. You have to change something, right? You got to change in behavior. You can switch out the word habits, whatever, but you have to change behavior if you want something different. But part of that is belief and action. And you've touched on this, but I want want, want to dig a little deeper with you. I, I want to get your take on. So belief, what I tell people, is it's a two-sided coin. So when I flip that coin and I hit the first side, belief is, okay, Troy just built this plan. Here's how many days you're gonna have to come. Here's the different things that you're gonna do. Do you believe this plan will work and your knee, ankle, back, whatever will get better? A 100% of the time, they're gonna be like, oh yeah, if I come three days a week and I do this and I put this, it's gonna work. And I say, okay, great. So what I need to do though is flip this coin over because there's another side to belief that most people miss. So I wanna share it. And that belief is, you believe in the plan, great. They're like, yeah, they're all gung ho. They're like, fuck yeah, I got that. This shit is dope. (laughs) I got this shit, right? They're all pumped up. But here's what they forget. Are you, do you believe that you are worthy, capable, and deserving of that result at the end? So again, am I worthy? Because now I have a self worth. Because if I, because a lot of people will believe in the plan. This happens a lot with food, with weight loss, yeah. things like that, right? Oh, I need to lose 50 pounds. Great. Picture yourself as that 50 pounds down. Here's the plan. Here's the eating plan. Here's the workout. Here's what you're going to do. Here, you're going to come into ice. You're going to recover. We have this whole plan set out, right? And then they believe in the plan. Fuck yeah. They're like, oh, I got that shit. But then they flipped it over. Do you believe you are worthy of those results? Do you believe? That you are deserving of that. And more importantly, the most important one, do you believe you are capable? Because the moment they, can they show up? Because look, I got the greatest plan in the world. You're going to be okay. I got you. But are you capable of showing upright. Are you capable of changing your diet? So you're not eating inflammatory foods that are only going to make your fucking ankle worse or neck worse or back worse. Yeah. Because people don't understand that, right? Like, oh, I'm going to ice. I'm getting the cryo and I got the norm attack, getting a little thing. No, no, no. And then everything that you just ate, just re-inflamed your back. You know what I'm saying? So are they capable? That's phenomenal.
0: I love that. Never heard it put like that, which is incredible. Just so many people are like, yeah, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. And then You see so many people fail because the minute it gets hard, they're like, it's okay, I'll do it. I'll do it next time. Next month it is or summertime. And you see so many people put off their goals and because they can't accomplish it. Because the thing is, is not the belief in the plan or or believing that
1: Troy can help me. The belief is that I don't believe I'm capable or worthy of the result. Because again, taking somebody a business. And taking them to a million bucks, right? They're like, yeah, man, I want a seven-figure business. Hell, I want an eight-figure business. Great, I can build you that plan. Let's go. Yeah. But if your business makes $10 million, are you worthy, capable, and deserving of it? Do you believe? Because a lot of times that's where that self-worth comes in. Just like with these guys, when you turn that plan over to them and you go, hey, listen, (laughs) Do you believe you're capable of this? Because now we're going to put a fucking check mark every day. You show up on time, ready to go, yep. and now we start checking off days. And now, I now don't just believe in the process; they believe in themselves.
0: I love that, right? Yes, sir. Yeah,
1: man. That's cool. That's cool. think I, dude, I <laughs> love, love what you're doing, man. I love it. I love yeah, it. Thank you're you. already doing it. I'm just. It's just cool how everything that we're doing is really in such cool alignment yeah. with how things and how people how they hear it. Right. And what they do. And the fact that you are putting just as much importance on the human that you're creating as much as the athlete that you're creating or, you know, yeah. getting people
0: healthy. Right. I want good people. Yeah. Bro, Fantastic, no, no doubt after this show, we need to connect. Cause I'm going to yeah. enjoy it. We yeah. we get along too well. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No doubt
1: about yeah. that, bro. No doubt about yeah. that. So this part of the show is what I, I call quick hitters. Okay. So I'm going to do is we've already talked about these words because we're so in alignment that, but I'm going to give them to you. And I want your gut reaction, your heart reaction, where it hits you with your cells. So the first word I want, I want, and how does it impact you? And how do you, how do you do it? Is
0: discipline. Discipline every day, just getting after it, knowing that I'm gonna, I'm going to be the best and I'm not going to stop and let something come in my way. Mm, Beautiful.
1: And the second one of quick hitters is impact? How does that hit you? And
0: what impact do you want to leave? The impact I want to leave is leaving my area a better place than where it was when I got here. So my impact goes beyond just me; it goes to my student athletes that come, and it goes into the parents as far as donating the Special Olympics, getting involved in the community. I want to be uh, someone who's known to give back and be generous.
1: I love impact because I know in the in the pre-show and, and some of the the emails that we had prior to, to us meeting here today is your community involvement. And can you talk a little bit about what you're doing and why that's important to you?
0: Yeah. Everything we've done is about giving back. We were the highest fundraising team for the Special Olympics, both years for the shoot-a-thon that we attended. Before I went to law school, I actually volunteered for the Special Olympics and I was a coach. And when we opened up ICE, a guy reached out to me and he was like, hey, we would love to have you back, be a coach. And I'm like, I just don't have time. I would love to be involved. And My mentor used to say, like, when you're young, you have time, you don't have money. And when you get older, you have money and you don't have time. So there are different ways to make an impact. And as I got older, it was more I didn't have the time. So how about we donate money? And then a lot of it was Valencia. I don't know how familiar you are with the area, but... I mean, we're very blessed here and we're very fortunate. So I wanted the kids to go see people that aren't fortunate. So we volunteered at the homeless shelter leading up to COVID where every person who volunteered had to bring a dish and we would go and we would serve it to them. Like we had an assembly line. We would go, we would sit down, interact, eat dinner with them. And it was a great way for them to be like, hey, this is why you do good in school. This is why you need to be appreciative of your parents for how hard they work. Like you could be living here. So much of what we want to do is to give back and give everyone a better life. Wow. You are
1: doing that in spades, man. I mean, uh, we call it again, and I love it. You you, you made reference to the ripple effect. And, and I want the listener to imagine for a second, a very calm body of water, right? A lake, whatever. And we're all just this little tiny pebble. When all said and done, man, that pebble drops and it hits that water and it starts to ripple out. And how far do you want that ripple to go, right? And what's cool yeah. is as that ripple goes, somebody else's drops that you touched and the ripple goes on. And yeah. we all need to take a page out of your book and the gratitude for sure. I love when you said what I need to let go of, like that's an incredible yeah. statement, man. That's an inc- it's an incredible awareness that I think can really help people. And then just literally find somebody even if it's just once a week that you write an appreciation note yeah your thank you card whatever text I mean it's so easy yeah. to do but put it in your schedule and actually do it man and you're a living example of what gets built from that and the kids that you're touching heck the adults that you're touching man is is really truly amazing so truly grateful for you to come on with us yeah.
0: today and share it it's awesome yeah my pleasure,
1: man thank you for having me I had a blast yeah man so how can people, if they want to know more about ice and, and the recovery and wellness, I mean, listen, we're g- this is going to hit all over and know that you are a brick and mortar in, in a certain spot, but is there, is there anything that people can touch on online and, and see what you're doing or even just get information yeah. about how they can truly help themselves?
0: Yeah. So Facebook and Instagram at Ice Recovery, very easy. I-C-E-R-E-C-O-V-E-R-Y. That's mm-hmm. tough. We have, we have a website, www.icerandw.com. And then you could reach us by phone and it's a cell phone. So you could call or text 661-904-4412.
1: Cool. We'll have all that in the show notes, man. We'll, we'll yeah. get it out to everybody. Um, again, I can't thank you enough, bro. It's been a pleasure to, yeah. to get to spend this time with you, man. We're all better for it, bro. I appreciate you.
0: Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you, man
1: all right guys so that's it for today optimal self conversation so until next time get your ass out there and be the best version of you
0: subscribe to optimal self wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode for more information on how to be the best version of you visit optimalself.today and follow at optimal self one on facebook at optimal underscore self on instagram and subscribe to optimal self on youtube thank you for listening